This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much because Freddie and Harry O'Clock is good for the soul. It's good for the show. And damn it, it's good for the country. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us by saying tune in and also telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Brother Harry Douglas, fresh from his stint of taking down Himbo once again on Get Up by getting the trivia question right. And then all of a sudden, it turned into the biggest dance party since Cockroach and Theo with the dance fever in the Cosby show when he did that this morning on Get Up. Yeah, it was a great morning, man. Uh, great cast that we actually have on Thursdays. Dan Orlowski, myself, Kimberly Martin, mm-hmm. um, Damian Woody, Mike Greenberg, and Himbo. Uh, Himbo has been taking a lot of heat lately, but I have faith in him at some point, not with me on Thursdays, at some point he's going to regrain, regain his crown back. Right. But not on Thursdays. Not on Thursdays. You don't want it, You don't want him to have any kind of kingdom no. at all. No fiefdom for him. But what has he done to you? Nothing. Did he threw Cheerios in your face? No, that's my boy. That's okay. him. Himbo's my boy. Yeah, but he, and, we, and we talk he, baseball all yeah. the time. But He's he a wasn't Philly your boy fan. this morning. Fan. No. He wasn't your boy this morning uh-uh. because you got it right again. I had you to. guys were not boys this morning. You I were frenemies. <laughs> I had to, Freddie. You, you, you were a friend of me's, my friend. Himbo's like, I am not going to stand for this Harry Douglas foolishness getting these kind of trivia answers right on Get and Up. Look, he came and looked me in my eyes during one of the yeah, commercial breaks before the trivia question. Right. He came and looked me in my eyes, Paul. Got to say that because Shannon linked back a little bit. He <laughs> so came and looked Devin me in my Kane eyes. And Mark Morales, <laughs> other guys behind the scenes. <laughs> like he was going to get me today. He, he looked me up uh, and down. I'm yeah. going to get you today. Yeah, and he did. And you know what I he, told him? What'd you say? You're going down today, boy. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> You're so, going down today, boy. So you essentially treated him like the 49ers, like we believe we're going to treat the New York Giants tonight, aren't you? No, didn't you, you didn't do bring, that. No, you didn't bring that game up. I didn't have to there's bring it. There's a game tonight? There's a game tonight, Thursday night football. Giants against the San Francisco 49ers without you know Saquon Barkley. That's why I'm excited. That's why I'm so excited because we actually have NFL football tonight, uh-huh. and it's the matchup that I, I – I don't think it's, it could be a better one tonight on Thursday oh, night. Right, Devin Kane? God. Right, Shannon Penn? Good Lord. Devin Kane and Shannon Penn, you got to respond. I mean, come on. You guys can't just sit back and let this slander continue. Or, or are you going to sit back and let this continue? I'm just still just trying to figure out the root cause of his happiness <laughs> for the Giants <laughs> losing. Too. I'm whoa, still trying whoa. to figure it out. Seriously. Did I say anything about the Giants losing? I'm excited yeah, all for week. Fo- yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm excited about for week. football. I'm talking about today. We're not talking about I'm talking about today. Yo, don't try to pull the whole Mark McGuire. I'm not here to talk about the past nonsense. No, yeah, the past the, is the, the past. The past and the present are colliding with you. You know what I mean? In every one of my cars, I broke the rear view mirror because I have no business looking in it. Did they not bring you <laughs> for a visit or something? Like, what's going on? There's, some, there's something going down. <laughs> We're definitely going to preview Giants versus 49ers all day long here on Freddie and Harry, also 10 minutes away from who believes that Zach Wilson, quarterback of the New York Jets, deserves a break this Sunday when they play the Patriots. That comes to you in 10 minutes. But before we get to that thing, we get to the main thing. The main thing, 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 the main thing. The main thing with Freddie and Harry. I know my wife Denise is listening right now. So I can guarantee you she's probably saying, hmm, I know my husband's probably telling the Chicago Bears, stop talking because that's exactly how I felt today. Yesterday was one thing. We had the whole Justin Fields, 
says he feels like he's a robotic quarterback, Harry. He blamed himself, blamed the coaching staff, retracted that by going back into the locker room saying, I'm not pointing my finger at the coaching staff. Everybody has to be better. That starts with me. Then you had the head coach, Matt Eberflus, saying, we've had some productive conversations. We've had some quality conversations, and we believe we're going to be better going forward. <laughs> so I'm thinking the conversation's over, right? But no, today, the Bears, the opposite of stop talking. Now talk this problem away. Fix the damn thing. I give you Ryan Poles, general manager of the Chicago Bears, by saying, yeah, we got some stuff going on here. First and foremost, to hit it straight on, we have adversity right now. Slow start, 0-2, not where you want to be. Uh, we've dealt with life issues, injuries, and that's all real, and that's a part of, of what we do and what we got to deal with. The beautiful thing about our philosophy here, our organization, is we're solution-oriented. Um, we work together to find these solutions and solve our problems to get everything back on track. Fine. Stop talking. Just do it. Stop talking about it in Chicago. Well, I would say this, too. Um when it comes to this organization, they have had a lot going on for it just to be the second week mm. of the National Football League, right? Ending with now it's the third week, but they've had a ton from quarterback, defensive coordinator, you know, Justin Fields not playing well on the field. So it's just a lot to, do, a lot to deal with. And when you look at other teams that, ha- that, that are now prospering in which you thought they may have been, been in some of the same situations that you were a few years ago, it can be upsetting uh, as well as an organization, as a fan base. But I think, like you said, Freddie, the best thing to do right now is to, what Ryan Poe said, find those solutions. And everyone, just because the microphone is in your face, you don't mean you got to bring things up. Absolutely. Just say, hey, we're going to work through this. We're going to get through this as a football team, and we're going to be better. Now, I will say this about Ryan Poe. Yeah, boom, boom, boom is right. They've had enough of that boom, boom, boom upside their head in the last 24 hours. But I will get Ryan Paul's Bears General Manager credit for this. It could have been very easy to skirt that issue when it comes to Justin Fields and what's gone on and what's gone wrong. But he was not shy in telling exactly why he believes so far not so good for the Bears after two weeks. I can't be more clear than this. No one in our entire building, none of our coaches, see Justin as a finger pointer at all. He's always taking ownership of anything that's happened on the field. He takes it head on. He works. He grinds. He puts his head down. He works with his teammates, works with his coaches uh, to find solutions. In my opinion, you got a young quarterback trying to figure it out who hasn't had the cleanest start of his career, who last year with the roster had to put the team on the back, do some unbelievable things athletically. Now he gets talent around him and has to figure out and balance when to do those cool things athletically, when to lean on others. And that is a sometimes a great place to live in. And that takes time. That takes time on task for him to take that next step. And everyone's on board helping him get into that place for him to be successful. Harry's the first time in a while I've heard Ryan Poles supporting Justin Fields as his quarterback. That wasn't something that the media needed to hear or that the Bears fans needed to hear. His quarterback needed to hear that. But he needed to hear it long before Thursday, September 21st, when it comes to supporting him and being there for him as an organization in Chicago. Yeah, Freddie, for me, it's all about relationships. And like I mentioned yesterday, being able to relate to your players. Like when you have a general manager and Ryan Poles and you understand when you took that job and when the head coach was hired that – you know, you had to develop a young quarterback, right, in Justin Fields. And that's why I I thought personally it was imperative that they went with an offensive mind Mm -hmm. over a defensive mind. And it's nothing against Matt Matt Eberflus. I think he's a fantastic coach. Looking at things that he was able to do with Indy, 
But for the situation that was at hand at that moment, I felt like they should have went with an offensive guy. Here's why I say that. I'm going to bring up some other teams and some other coaches. You look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. When Trevor Lawrence was there his first year, things looked like a a, a complete disaster, right? Mm -hmm. It looked like Trevor Lawrence couldn't play the game of football uh, that that we love so much. And it had nothing to do with him. Had nothing to do with him. And he was the number one overall draft pick, and we were thinking thinking some of these things. But you get Doug Peterson there. Doug Peterson in there as their head coach, also the play caller, and a guy that can relate to Trevor Lawrence on every level. Then you move to the New York football Giants, and they bring a guy in Brian Dable, who recently did it for a guy named Josh Allen in the Buffalo Bills, and being that crutch for him, now he's with a different organization, and you see what Daniel Jones was able to do in 2022. Now let's take it down to South Beach, where I love so much because I like to stroll down there in my <laughs> leopard speedos, Freddie. Too I love much to stroll on the beach. It's like that sometimes. I go down there in my leopards. But let's go to South Beach. When we talk about the <laughs> Miami Dolphins, they go get a guy in Mike McDaniel. And is he weird? 1,000%. I don't think he's weird. But Tua can relate to it. Those players embrace him for who he is as a coach and also as a leader. And he puts two in the best situations possible, and he exalts every possibility that he can when it comes to that offense thriving and also his quarterback. Now let's go to the Bears. The Bears decided to go the defensive route. But let me tell you a common denominator about all those teams I just mentioned and those coaches. In 2022, all those coaches and those teams and quarterbacks mm, right. made the playoffs last year. True. So the, you you get yeah. where I'm going with this? The Bears won three games last year. Thank you. My point exactly. The only, t- only time they're going to get to the playoffs was having a ticket to go to a playoff game. Basically. And it's nothing against Matt Eberflus as a hit. It's nothing against him. Well, well, put it this way. If it's going to be fixed, if they're going to find a way out of this abyss, out of this adverse situation, Ryan Poles' words as a general manager, not mine, then Matt Eberflus has to fix this with his quarterback. Whatever he has to do, he's got to get in touch with himself to say, you know what, I need my guy to win. I have a philosophy, but it can't just be a rigid philosophy. you got to be able to adapt when you have a guy that people know is a talented quarterback. There's no any kind of conversation you can have me say, oh, Justin Fields not talented. At that point, you can leave. You can get out the room when you try to say something like that. But that doesn't mean that you can't be the kind of coach to say, we believe in your talent. What can we do to make sure that talent is going to be magnified according to our philosophy, and if you have to change that philosophy with a guy like that, then Matt Eberflus has to seriously think about that with a guy like Justin Fields in his roster. And that's the mind-boggling thing because you've seen a guy in Justin Fields eclipse 1,000 yards rushing last year in the first two games. We talked about this on Get Up This Morning as well, right? He has five design runs called for him in two games. Well, one of his biggest strengths is his athleticism and the bond that he's able to put Mm-hmm. the opposing team defenses in because he's able to utilize his legs in ways that not many people can in the National Football League. So why wouldn't you play towards one of those strengths? Because when you're too rigid and you know that a running quarterback essentially can get hit out of the league, I understand why they don't have as many design runs called for him. That doesn't mean you go from 100 to zero when it comes to Justin Fields. Exactly. That's got to be a gradual thing. You can't go from having a guy last year that was essentially a third running back in your backfield and then all of a sudden you're trying to reduce him to protect himself. Well, how's that working so far in the first two weeks with Chicago? You got a guy who feels like he's a robot back there playing quarterback. When he knows his strengths and the one thing he can do that can get your team out of trouble, you take it away from him in the first couple of weeks. And it's not because he's not paying attention to coaches. He is paying attention, and it's not working. And he does not want this 
continuing to go down that track and not say anything about it, and then the season really gets away from you if you're the Chicago Bears. Yeah, and, and I just want this team moving forward, Justin Fields, Eberflus, Luke Getze, I want everyone to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Go to Justin, hey, what are you comfortable with? What are you not comfortable with? If there's plays that you think he could have made, you know, go through it extensively with him. Hey, I'm thinking this right here. I'm calling this because this is a quick hitter. I want you to get going. I want you to get started. But don't feed him so much information to the point that where right. he feels like he has to be a robot on the football field because that's the last thing you want for any player, better yet, your quarterback, who is the best player on your team. Yeah, stop talking to the media. Talk to each other. But in terms of that, have those kind of conversations and make sure they're productive. And this way, we're not having the same situation. And, oh, by the way, they got the big bad wolf coming in called the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> but, yeah, it's one thing to try to get right, but trying to do this at the expense of that team. Hey, Chicago, good luck to you this weekend. Freddie and Harry together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. So do yourself a favor and visit Progressive.com. 14 overall against the Jets. Why have you had so much success against this team? I don't think any of those games in the past matter. I'm worried about this week's game. For me personally, I feel like it's going to fuel me throughout my week knowing that it's 14 straight because, you know, it's time that things, you know, change around around here. I don't like talking about it too much, but that's one of the first steps. You know, 14 straight is unacceptable. So it's time that we, you know, do what we get paid for. They need this. If they don't beat the Patriots, then I really do feel like this season um, is going to be a wash. Have we gotten to the point that Jets fans, especially one particular one, wants other Jets fans to take it easy on the quarterback? Yes, we have. Well, not Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, the resident Atlanta Falcons fan. I'm the resident Jets and Cowboys fan. I'll explain that at a later date, why those are my two teams, but we're just focusing on this team right now. Al Compadre, Mike Greenberg from Greeny, Monday through Friday, 10A to 12 noon, and also on Get Up from 8A to 10A. On Monday, he wants so badly for Zach Wilson to be the answer. But even he does not believe that. I told you last week, what I believe the fans of the team need to do is build up Zach Wilson's confidence as best they can. If and when this weekend, when they play New England at home, things go bad, he throws a bad pick, do not boo him off the field. Uh That kid's confidence is obviously hanging by a thread if he has any. He needs to be built up to have any chance to succeed. That's the fan in me. But... I have to tell you what I believe to be the truth. And the truth is, he can't play. He's not an NFL quarterback. <laughs> I know. Greedy is so funny. <laughs> this, and, there's and, there's and, nothing and, funny about this. No, but he, well, I'm not a Jets fan, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why do I care? You know, my team's 2-0 right now, Freddie. Shut up about your Falcons. <laughs> but I, I can understand where he's coming from. But the thing about it, when you look at these Jets fans and – you look at thing, how things have gone this offseason and you mm-hmm. had Aaron Rodgers and Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is no longer there and you anticipated greatness this season and mm-hmm. you felt like you had that guy, that savior coming in to, you know, take all that hurt from your heart right. and all of a sudden it's gone. So I'm pretty sure when Zach Wilson throws that first interception, and he will. they're not going to give him a warm welcome. They're not going to be patient. Fireman Ed is not going to be patient. Harry, I'll tell you right now, they're not even going to wait till that first interception happens before Boo Birds are going to let him have it. We're not talking about – we talked about this in pre-show. We're not talking about when the Philadelphia Phillies, when Trey Turner, that big free agent acquisition, got all that money and he was playing like hot garbage so far this year. 
And the fans, notoriously in Philadelphia, they are known for letting you have it, whether you're a hometown player or an opposing player. Instead, they clapped when he got to, to the plate to give him support. And ever since then, he's been on fire for the Philadelphia Phillies, a team that could be very dangerous if they get into the playoffs in the National League. But I digress when it comes to Major League Baseball. This is altogether different. It's one thing to be signed as a free agent, and people expect what they want to expect from you. The New York Jets told everybody this was the guy that we wanted. Above Mac Jones, above Justin Fields, above anybody else not named Trevor Lawrence. They're not trying to hear anybody named Mike Greenberg saying, you know what, Zach Wilson's going through a rough time. He's doing the best he can. He's out there trying to win for you. He bleeds green and white. Please don't boo him. If you <laughs> boo him, he may wind up in the fetal position. He may wind up in the end zone next to Jimmy Hoffa where he's buried. You can't do this to this young man. Greeny, you've been around Jets fans for years, bruh. You know how they are. You know how we are. If you're not living up to expectations, they ain't got time for your feelings. They ain't got time to worry about if we boo him, we'll lose him. There are plenty of Jets fans like, good, get somebody else in there so we don't have to deal with this though. anymore. He needs some help. Well, we know that. From, from his offensive coordinator, right? Keep going. And we touched on a little bit this, this this morning. The offense can't be stagnant. When you're going against a defense like the New England Patriots, you can't just say we're going to go out here and line up and let that be the end formation and don't give any eye candy for this defense to have to adjust to. So if you have to put guys in motion, if you have to shift – to, uh, right before you snap the ball, motion that is, mm-hmm. shifting, you got to get set. You have to do that because you have to give New England's defensive players something else to think about on the fly before the ball is snapped. Right. Like you got to move Garrett Wilson around. You got to do a lot of dynamic things. That's why Tyreek Hill is so good. That's why Cooper Cup has been so good. That's why Justin Jefferson is so good because those guys can motion, line up different places, but they have coordinators that, that, that do that for them. They have play callers that do that for them. You can't just say, hey, we're going to line up in eye right and we're going to run downhill. Do, take some of the things that you've seen the Miami Dolphins and Mike McDaniel and mm-hmm. those guys did in that game that had, that, that had success running the football and try to do some of those things to give those defenders something else to think about versus just being stationary and lining up and saying, hey, we're going to run this play here. Harry, I agree with you. Here's the problem. Unless you can bring to a tongue of our Lord to my football team, it's not going to work. With Zach Wilson, your quarterback. You can give me all the eye candy you want. No, no, no. That guy has proven that he can't play. No, no, no. No no matter what you do for him. This is what I'm saying, though. The eye candy can help you have that slight yard and a half or half yard that you may need uh, in in one of those gaps for a run to break for a big one. Okay. Right? Just because you're motioning somebody. Okay. All that sounds fantastic. I know what I've seen from Zach Wilson. You can but, give me Starburst, but, but, you can give me I'm Charms, saying, but, you can give me Blow Pops, saying, all that candy. It's not going to work for that guy. What has nothing to do with Zach Wilson, though. But it has everything it's, to do with Zach but, but, Wilson. But listen to what I'm saying. It has something to do with the offense presenting something different to the defense so they have something differently to think about. So a five-yard gain doesn't turn into a five-yard gain. That five-yard gain could be a 50-yard gain. I get that's it. Why, that's why we use, when I, every offense I was in, that's why we use shifts and motions to a T. That's why Kyle Shanahan do it. But so you can create, if it's the slightest advantage you can okay. create against a defense, right? Th- then you should you you you're gonna be okay. I, I hope so. But you have Matt Ryan as your quarterback. My team has Zach Wilson. This makes sense to me that's, if I have Matt Ryan that, as my quarterback. No, that's even more of a reason why you should be doing it to create a, a more of an advantage offensively. Harry, when you don't I, have that certain guy at quarterback. Harry, you have a lot more faith in Zach Wilson than I do. 
I love the fact you have that kind of faith. The Jets have faith in Zach Wilson. I'm going by previous events. Not, I'm not talking about the first two years. It's about last week against the Dallas Cowboys. Instead of running out of bounds and getting a first down or taking as much as you can, he tries to throw a, a ball across his body that time and time again he's done, and it's always been the same result in somebody else's hands going the other way. So you can give me blow pops over here. You can give me starbursts over there, Swedish fish, all the eye candy you want for Zach Wilson. I know that guy can't play. And the only way I'm going to be convinced, no matter what Nathaniel Hackett tries to do to help him, is if he goes out there and delivers. And if he doesn't deliver early, he's going to get booed. No, no matter what. You feel what the same way about Zach Wilson. Trust me. <laughs> oh, you I feel know the we same do. way. You're I'm trying just to help say- him. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, to help him out a little bit more because he does have those deficiencies that we're talking about, you got to be more creative from an offensive mind. That's why I said Nathaniel Hackett, yeah. You got to be in that office a lot longer trying to figure out what you can do better offensively to create uh, uh, an advantage if you have one. I love the fact you're on the good ship lollipop. (laughs) But but I know the island of misfit toys where Zach Wilson has come from so far in the first three years as a Jets Now, you know everybody can't be to it. (laughs) Shut up with you and your Falcons. You can always wait any time you want. What do you expect from Zach Wilson week three at home versus the Patriots if he doesn't play well? Do Jets fans have a right to boo him? Let us know at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We know he has been a star-crossed guy since being the second pick in the draft when it comes to Zach Wilson, quarterback of the Jets. But if he does not play early, do the Jets have the right as fans to boo him? Let us know at 888-729-3776. Harry's already doing the boo sign ready because he knows his team's 2-0. My team is 1-1. He's Harry <laughs> Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. We got an update on the playing status of a number one draft pick in Bryce Young of the Carolina Panthers and another top flight draft pick, Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals, if they're going to be available this weekend. And which Baltimore Raven, not named Lamar Jackson, is ready to be a co-leading man? Find out about that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. W-B-A-L-A-M with the call. You are tuned into Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I am Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app and Sirius X and Channel 80. Gus Edwards says, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to be that dude next to Lamar Jackson, and he's one of the more talented running backs that does not get enough credit. Gus Edwards of the Baltimore Ravens joining us here on Freddie and Harry. Hit him on social media at God's Gift Gus 13. And, Gus, last week after beating the Cincinnati Bengals, you said you're ready. You want the ball in your hands. 
How does it feel knowing that your team feels the exact same way that you do? It, feel, it feels great. I mean, now I just got to go out there and improve it. Um, every opportunity that I get, um, it, it's going to be it's going to be a, a good game this year, this week. Um, I think the Colts are a very good defense, and um, so we're ready for the challenge. And Gus, your organization decided to bring in Todd Munkin this offseason as their new OC. What has been the difference about this offense to, compared to years past? I think Coach Munkin does a great job at spreading the football around. Um, he loves getting God involved and using everybody's ability to, to, to just um, get everybody involved in the game. And, um, and it's been fun, really, just being part of the offense. He does a lot of different things, and I'm excited to see what's to come. It seems that that variety has not only benefited your quarterback, but also benefited you and benefited the rest of the offense. And that was something a lot of people felt was lacking with the Ravens offense. So by having that variety, how much more dangerous can this offense be with you, Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Gus? I think we have a high ceiling. Um, we we still getting better. We still have a lot of room for, 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 to, to improve, and um, but the potential is there, and we just have to start like just just going on and improving on all cylinders. So, Gus, I want you to give two people in your organization a little, a little, a little shout out for me, and give them a little hell, because I know your head trainer Adrian, and also <laughs> Ron Medlin. He was with me when I was in Atlanta. And they're two of the funniest people, and I, th- I think they do an awesome job. So make sure you tell them that you talk to Harry Douglas, and they're probably going to be like, oh, hell, Gus, stay away from him. Stay away from him. <laughs> but, but we learned recently that J.K. Dobbins uh, was going to be gone for the rest of the season with an Achilles injury. What has it been like taking on those reps and being the lead back for the Ravens currently? Um, It's been good. I feel like I've been um... – preparing myself um never never was i just like oh i'm just gonna be a backup um i've been preparing myself for practice to never know what happens i've been here six years six um years and a lot happens in the season it's only week three um so i've just been preparing each week like i am ready to carry the loaf and um in practice so that way the game is easier Gus Edwards running back of the Baltimore Ravens, one of the eight two and teams in the NFL on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The one thing that we've always known about you, and you mentioned that you've been in this Ravens organization for more than a minute, is your ability to be very, very adaptable, either blocking in the passing game, running the football between the tackles, catching the ball out of the backfield. And now you've got an offense that really fits what you're able to do, what your quarterback has been able to do. What kind of adjustment? How long did it take us to really adjust to what you can do in this offense that we've seen so far in the first two weeks? Uh, when you when I came into offense uh, first in the beginning of camp, I just wanted to uh, just wanted to show them that I could um, be be one of those backs that could do everything that we need because the um the, the type of offense we run it does call for a lot. You know, backs have to be able to catch out the backfield, line up an ad receiver. Uh, run a whole different variety of different runs. And I've just been trying to um, prove that I could be a part of it. Um, I'm getting a great opportunity now, and I have to perform, you know. Gus, tell everyone listening right now the kind of leader Lamar Jackson is. Because, you know, a lot of people, when it came to his injury last year, they were basically having, having that little chatter, oh, why is he with this team? But I was, I was trying to tell everyone, when you have someone who doesn't have the off-the-field issues, who's the face of a franchise, who his teammates adore and love, touch on the kind of leader that Lamar Jackson is and why y'all love him so much. 
Um, he's just been great for us, you know. Um, besides the things that he do on the field, his leadership on the field, um, just his accountability for everything. Um, he takes a lot of blame when things go wrong, right? So um, when, when God do things like that, um, it makes you want to play for him and give you all for him. So he's a great guy off the field and on the field. He, everybody know how he, what he brings to the table. And they're going to bring that to the table once again. The Baltimore Ravens trying to go three and zero this weekend. They'll take on the Indianapolis Colts, and Gus Edwards is ready to be that leading man. Harry's got one more for you, Gus. Gus, one more person. So I said Adrian. I said Ron Medlin. Don't forget Michael Blankenship. Yeah. I was with Michael Blankenship too in Atlanta. <laughs> you give him some hell too for me. <laughs> All three of them, three, yeah, the, three the three amigos, three musketeers. No, Gus, you don't, Gus, you don't have to do Harry's dirty work. It's quite all right. Let Harry do his own dirty work. By the oh, way, oh, I get him enough in text messages. So, Gus, you tell him in person, <laughs> face to face. Uh, I'll get him. I'll get him. Let's see what their reaction is. <laughs> yeah. When that happens, let us know. Please do, okay, Gus. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot, my friend. Good luck this weekend. Take care and be blessed, Gus. Thanks so much. All right, thank you. Gus Edwards running back for the Baltimore Ravens. Like we mentioned him on Twitter, God's Gift Gus 13, joining Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Why are you having somebody doing your dirty work no, for it's you? Just, man, I love, I love all three of those guys, man. And uh-huh. I text them all the time. And I messed up the last time I was in the DMV area covering the XFL, I was supposed to meet all of them and go see them, but I right. got so busy I didn't have a chance. Right. And I, I, I was texting them recently, uh-huh. but Adrian, their head trainer, he was with me in Tennessee. And I and Adrian was also at Florida State when my brother Tony Douglas was there. So okay. I've known him for a while. Ron Medlin was our head guy when I first got to Atlanta, and he does a phenomenal job. And then Michael Blankenship was one of his um, – you know, student assistants. Right. I don't think they call it student assistants, but one yeah, of the assistants in the trainer room. Yeah, they still yeah. call them essays, student assistants. Yeah, You're at right. that time. So uh, all three of them are, are phenomenal, and, and I love the job that they do and how they relate to players too. Well, right now the training room of the Dallas Cowboys, they got a little bit of an issue because according to ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter, Cowboys all-star cornerback Trayvon Diggs being evaluated after hurting his leg at today's practice. He was seen on crutches after practice, and according to Ed Word of ESPN, also an NFL insider, the quarterback of the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, said, someone you saw him leaving the field, so prayers for him, simple as that. So according to Adam Schefter, wow. ESPN NFL insider, Trevon Diggs of the Dallas Cowboys, being evaluated after hurting his leg at today's practice, he was seen on crutches after practice when that happened. If anything else becomes available to us, we'll let you know exactly what that situation could be. And all of a sudden, the team 2-0, and when you look at that team, Harry, and now dealing with a key injury, one of your key guys on defense, and going to a game this week and trying to stay 3-0, and a lot of people understand the NFL. Injuries will happen. It seems like these kind of injuries are happening earlier and earlier in practice or even during games involving players. Yeah, and I hope uh, Trayvon Diggs is going to be okay. But we talk about this Dallas Cowboys defense and the flexibility. Uh, flexibility. It's not just Michael Parsons. Right. It's also other guys across that defense. And a guy like Trayvon Diggs who can do a lot from a coverage standpoint uh, him not being out there, if, if, if it's serious, and I hope it's not, and I'm going to be praying that he's going to be okay, that's a huge loss for them. No doubt about that. They just finished beating the New York Jets this weekend by and we'll go to 2-0 and and a lot of surrounding the New York Jets, a lot of conversation about specifically their quarterback when it comes to Zach Wilson. The Jets still believe in him. Mike Greenberg from Greenie and ESPN Radio, noon to 12 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. His belief system shattered. I told you last week what I believe the fans of the team need to do is build up Zach Wilson's confidence as best they can. If and when this weekend when they play New England at home, things go bad, he throws a bad pick, do not boo him off the field. Uh That kid's confidence is obviously hanging by a thread if he has any. He needs to be built up to have any chance to succeed. That's the fan in me. But... 
I have to tell you what I believe to be the truth. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, he can't play. He's not an NFL quarterback. So do Jets fans have the route to buy Zach Wilson? If things get ugly early, let us know right now. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Craig, in the great state of Texas, my friend, what do you have? Hey, what's up, guys? Can y'all hear me? We can hear you loud and clear. Awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah, so going, going on that uh, situation with uh, Zach Wilson, um, I know he's getting a lot of heat right now and, and you know, for what, what what he's doing on the field. But uh, if you look at it, right, he went against the Bills defense. I think they're currently ranked number seven. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, he went against my Dallas Cowboys defense. And uh, to me, it's kind of asking a lot from uh, this guy that wasn't really expected to play at all this year. Uh, maybe Greeny is right. Maybe we just need to, you know, uh, sit back a little bit, watch what he does, and go from there. Let let it play out pretty much. Yeah, Craig in Texas, I'm with you. But I also live on planet Earth, and I know how Jets fans can be. He was drafted second overall. He was drafted second overall. And this is what happens, and this is why I think it's been unfair to Zach Wilson. The Jets have told him a bill of goods regarding him that he may not have had the talent enough to deliver when it comes to the Jets. They were wowed by his pro day, and they thought they could plug and play, and he could have the same effect for this football team that other quarterbacks have had in that San Francisco kind of Washington, used to be Redskins kind of offense, Denver Broncos as well. Run the football, do bootleg action, and they had an athletic enough guy with arm strength to do something like that when it came to Zach Wilson. So, of course, Zach Wilson shows up, and he looks nowhere near that. And, of course, the automatic response is he can't play. And I've been the one that said that. I still wonder if he can play in the National Football League. But to be fair, the Jets have put him in a situation where unless you're the second coming of Tom Brady, it's an unwinnable situation for Zach Wilson no matter what. I want to see how Zach going to go out there against the New England Patriots. Okay. A really because good defense. One, things I, one of the things I do know is that Bill Belichick has no problem embarrassing him. So I, I, I want to see his mindset. I want to see how he's going to approach this uh, football game if he's going to stick within the script, if he's going to try to do too much. Mm-hmm. That's what some of the things I'm going to be looking for uh, within Zach Wilson. Keep those calls coming in. Do the Jets fans have a right to boo Zach Wilson? Let us know at 888-729-3776. And another quarterback could be in the same situation as Zach Wilson of the New York Jets. We'll tell you who that guy's next on Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. A little birdie told me who shall remain nameless. Shannon Penn, the producer of Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, saying this song from 1982, when I was a senior in high school, is one of the top ten most requested songs on TikTok. Let it whip by the Daz Band, because they're doing some kind of TikTok challenge to it. And all these people, Harry, that are doing it are not even close to being older than the age of 18. You said you was in a senior in high school? 1982, senior in high school. You know what? I'm not going to go there. You know what? You've already gone there in Ms. your mind. Mrs. Coleman, I'm not going to do it. It's too late. I'm not going to do it. Yes, you, it's too late now. No, nope, I'm you, not going to go there, You've friend. already done it. You've already <laughs> done it as far as that goes. And we're hoping that when it comes to doing it and doing it and doing it well, that's what the Carolina Panthers are expecting from their number one pick, Bryce Young. But he may not expect that or get that this week. He did not practice again for the second straight week. He's not expected to play on Sunday. And I'm hoping, and I hate to bring these two together, but I'm going to, I'm hoping that we don't have another potential situation like with the Jets and Zach Wilson with Bryce Young in Carolina. A lot being expected of him. The difference is 
terrible offensive line, oh. not enough playmakers, and Frank Reich can only do so much as a play caller. At least Zach Wilson has that a little bit. But he didn't have it so much at the beginning, and the Jets were hoping he would be talented enough to override that. I'm hoping we're not seeing a similar situation, Harry, when it comes to Bryce Young with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I'd just say uh, covering Bryce Young in college, and I had a chance to interview him before he won his Heisman Trophy right here in New York at that ceremony. And I, and I walked away from that interview and I said, how is a guy at Bryce Young at his age, and I'm my age right now, and he's more mature than me? And then watching <laughs> him as a football player on the field, uh, in games, live and in person, the 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 instinctive plays, the improvision, the the ability to throw from the pocket, but at the same time he's playing at Alabama, and when you get drafted to an organization mm-hmm. that is struggling, you're not even going to have most of the people from an offensive standpoint that you had in college. Right, right. When we think about that year he won the Heisman Trophy, he had some dudes playing with him. He had some guys on that offensive line. He had some guys in that wide receiver room. Uh, when I look at the Carolina Panthers right now, you talk about the deficiency on the offensive line. Bryce Young has been sacked three times in two games, but constantly over and over again, you see people in the backfield pressuring them. Right. And they don't have the skill position players that's going to take the top off the defense. That matters because that allows other things to open up underneath. And I just think as this thing grows out and Carolina as an organization, because I believe they have the proper coaches in place. Right. His support system is there. Right. But I just think they have to get more players, a better off offensive line, more wide receivers, and the run game is going to ha- have to help Bryce Young out. Also, that defense is going to have to be better. And they have the DNA because two years ago they were top five in the National Football League. It's all about them going out there – being healthy mm-hmm. and helping out their young quarterback as well. You have to wonder as well. You have to have the kind of players that want to come and play with a guy like Bryce Young. Yep. For example, the Cincinnati Bengals. They have guys that wanted to play with Joe Burrow when they drafted Jamar Chase and brought in other people. Now, he may not be available when they play Monday night versus Los Angeles Rams. Had that strain cap from last week. He remains day-to-day, and he talked about being down 0-2. Does that mean he's losing confidence? It's obviously tough whenever you have an injury. When you start on two, that's obviously not ideal. But that's adversity of the season. That's the ups and downs of the year. The teams that come out on top at the end of it are going to be the teams that handle that adversity the best. You can't let it snowball on you. That's what we've done in the past. And if you go back and look year to year at the teams that are still in it at the end, everybody has adversity at some point in the year. Everybody stinks at some point, according to the media. So... We're just going to sit here and continue to get better. We're going to have good practices. We're going to take it week by week, and that's all you can do. One thing, I, by the way, Samuel Arbell hit us up on Twitter at Coleman ESPN at HDogs83 regarding Bryce Young saying he should not have been named the starter in the first place. He's not ready. Give him a year or two the same way the New York Jets would have done that with Zach Wilson. They didn't need to do that with Joe Burrow. You talk about maturity. He was mature the minute he got to Cincinnati. And when he got there, he had a decent offensive kind of system in place. He brought that confidence. He brought that game for you towards ACL's rookie season. And ever since then, Joe Burrow's been white hot until the first two games this season. I'm dealing with a calf injury. And if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm being very, very careful and very, very smart. You can't put him in harm's way and risk your season going that way, meaning south, if Joe Burrow's not right and you put him out there in a not right situation. No, I agree with you. And the calf is nothing to play with. We've seen what – Happened to Aaron Rodgers on the basketball side. We've seen what happened to Kevin Durant 
all mm-hmm. leading from calf strains and calf injuries. So you got to be cautious if you're the Cincinnati Bengals. The thing about it, they play the Los Angeles Rams, and the Rams have been giving people you know fits in the, within their first two games. I think they've surprised a lot of people with what they've been able to do. And then you have Tennessee after that, Arizona, uh, Seattle. Now, within these next four games, if you can find out a way to win three of those, or right. at worst, two, mm-hmm. they're going to be fine. They're running up against defenses that can pressure the quarterback. You mentioned the Rams, which all the Cardinals have been able to do their first couple of games. I mean, they were giving the Giants holy you-know-what, and they were this close yep. to beating Washington opening day, and they had six sacks in that opening day loss to the Washington Commanders. So you're going up against defenses that can do what the Baltimore Ravens did, that can do what the Cleveland Browns did. They can get after your quarterback and bring that kind of pressure, and now you've got a compromised quarterback. If you're Cincinnati, he may want to be out there. He may feel that he's letting you down by not being out there, but if he's compromised like that, then you cannot do that and risk your franchise when it comes to 2023 or even 2024. That's how important Joe Burrow is, what we've seen and what we believe we're going to still see from him and the Bengals, no matter what happens on Monday Night Football when they take on the Los Angeles Rams. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie coming together on Freddie and Harry. And what kind of play will be enough for you to bet on Giants quarterback Daniel Jones as they try to beat the San Francisco 49ers tonight? Or how much money are you willing to lose? That's next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast.